Hey everyone, for our baseball five at five today, we've got two players. You can say see here player A, age 23 to 24, triple A stats. So these were two separate seasons. He had 55 games, hit 295 with a 399 on base and a 480 slugging, 879 OPS. In those 55 games, he had nine doubles, two triples, eight home runs. And you can see the rest of the stats there. 31 walks, 39 strikeouts, two stolen bases, two cuts, stealing 59 hits in 55 games. All in all, very, very, very good stats. Player B, age 23 to 25, were in the MLB. So you can see that the age ranges for these guys are basically the same. Player A got to the majors earlier, and player B is also a year older than player A is currently. But the top row stats there are 174 games and the 242 batting average, 318 on base, and 439 slugging, 756 OPS, and 107 OPS+. plus. Those are his career major league numbers. This past year, though, or this current year, he's played 42 games. He's hit 268 with a 337 on base and an 827 slugging, or a 827 OPS and a 136 OPS plus. So 268 batting average, 337 on base, 490 slugging, 827 OPS and a 136 OPS plus. He's also hit 10 doubles and eight home runs in 42 games. So if I were to ask you, a which player you would like right now, either the player here that has put up an 879 OPS in AAA in age 23 and 24 seasons, or who is now 24, or player B who is 25 and currently putting up an 827 OPS in the major leagues, who would you choose? Who would you choose? And also, if you have guesses on who player A and player B are, Please take a guess in your head right now on who you could think. I would probably pause this video because I am about to go forward and you are about to find out the answers. Well, player A is Adley Rushman, the top prospect in all of baseball, amazing defensive catcher, along with being a very, very good offensive catcher. Number one overall draft pick from a couple years ago. You know the whole thing. Uh, the savior of Orioles baseball. That is player A. Player B is Dalton Varsho. Dimebacks catcher. Top 100 prospect. Former top 100 prospect. Former second overall or second round pick from the University of Milwaukee. But would you have guessed that? You look at those players' stats. And I know it's not uber comparable. You've got AAA stats to MLB, and really Dalton Varsho has had 40-some good games of MLB, of in the MLB, like his last season and the year before that weren't spectacular. But 42 games in MLB at an 827 OPS compared to 55 games for Adley Rushman in AAA with an 870-something OPS. You know, it's one of those things, and you can see the stats here. 879 OPS in AAA, age 23-24, a 107 OPS, age 23 through 25 in the majors for Dalton Varsho, but a 136 OPS this year. Now, Adley has an extra year, age 25 season, to get to the point that Rushman is at right now. So we don't know what he's going to be doing next year. But the point is, 
is that you can see their prices here, and you've got a Bowman Chrome base, a Bowman Chrome base that sold for $30 on May 25th, and you have a Bowman Chrome first orange shimmer, number to 25 of Dalton Varsho, that sold for $27. Now, there might be a, a couple print lines and a soft corner on the left side, but still, it's orange shimmer out of 25, selling for less than a Bowman Chrome base of Adley Rushman. What I want to bring up is this. No, they are not comparable players. Varsho plays center field and catcher, so that's nice, but he's not nearly the bat that Rushman is, supposedly, and not nearly the defensive catcher. But there is some worry here for me on the part of Rushman. You can see a very, very good catcher in Dalton Varsho is not getting love, but Adley Rushman is. If he was not the first overall pick, people would not be buying into him at all. And so keep that in mind as the years go on and the hype dies down. I think prices on Rushman cards could also drop. So be careful. Be careful when you're investing out there. A catcher is a catcher, no matter if he's the first overall pick and the top prospect. What's up, everyone? We are back with our FlipQuest episode number 19 here, but we are starting by sharing our Daily Slab newsletter. So every single morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time, this newsletter comes out with a ton of unique content pieces on the sports car marketplace. And also on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we have something very unique for the PWCC weekly auction, uh, which you know obviously goes along with our flip quest. And this is a screen share here of last, I think this was Friday or Saturday's email. Um, it's Saturday's email, but we have a PWCC deals section uh, where Nate goes through, Nate, props to you, and yeah. picks out tons of different links that are ending um, that are going down on the Sunday night that you can add to your watch list and qualify for the extended bidding round. And uh, a lot of these cards that he puts in here have got bids that are way under the last sold value um, to help you all find cards that might be under the radar for the upcoming auction and on Sunday. Now, we also have a section in here called the budget bid section. And this is going to be all cards that are under $50 in the current bid um, variety. Now, you will notice a lot of these cards um, like Luka Doncic, Core Kings, um, Aurora, SGC 8.5. The current bid when Nate sent the email is $31. The last raw that sold was 204, so it's quite the discrepancy in price. Would be a good idea to hop on here, sign up for a newsletter by going to slabstocks.com, putting your email on the front homepage. Super easy. It just says put in your email, receive the daily slab for free. It's 100% free and a good way to target some budget cards here and maybe get some deals. And with that, we're going to look at the budget cards coming up in weekly auction number 19. The budget card I'm looking at ending this Sunday here is going to be the Shohei Otani BGS 9.5. This is the 2021 Topps Chrome. It's the 1952 Redux where they take current players, put them into old designs, and it's a red refractor number 70. I just love the look of the 52 top set. Of course, a lot of people do with the Mickey Mantle, um, the Jackie Robinson, extremely popular card from that suit from that set to Willie Mays. And the last sale of a card of this that I can find was on January 21st, 2022, thanks to Carlotta Pro. A raw sold for $100, and currently the BGS 9.5 is $27. So I'd recommend if you are looking to add a show to, to your collection, either you know to make money, which might not be possible on a card. That's you know it's hard to tell with non-rookie cards, but just for a cool collection piece, one that I'd be looking at would be this. All right, for me, it's got to be this 2020 Tops Inception Dylan Cease patch from the hat card number to five auto PSA eight. Um, just an incredible card. We have an Eloy. Of this card exactly but Eloy Jimenez instead of Dylan Cease it looks amazing this card is amazing Dylan Cease himself while the ERA is a little bit disappointing at 4.24 his strikeouts he's got 71 in 46 innings if he can just limit a few more walks or a hit 
per game. I still think he's right there with the top young pitchers in all of baseball. So for me, if I can grab onto a nice Dylan Cease out of five auto with a sick patch, I'm doing it. And it's at $17 right now. And the last raw version of this, the last version of this that sold was raw for how much, Aaron? It's like 150 about a year ago. So it should be some good opportunity here if you're looking. Yeah, 150 bucks. You at least know what it is. I mean, it's PSA, but you know what it is. Get it, hold on to it, and see what happens. Not to mention, that's got so much of the socks uh, patch in it from the hat that looks, just looks really, really cool, too. Mm-hmm. So make sure to join us this Sunday night, 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube Live right here where you're watching this video for FlipQuest episode number 19. Give away some slabs, bid on some slabs, and we are selling some slabs, so be sure to come to that stream and be there on time because we will recap what is selling for us on Sunday for number 19. See you then. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another 5F5 Formula 1 discussion. My name is Aaron, joined by Julian once again, and this week we are talking about the Monaco Grand Prix because this weekend there is the Miami type of hype race, but over in Europe, as every single year, uh, the celebs come out, the yachts come out, and the Formula 1 drivers race around uh, the streets of Monte Carlo. Now, this race, for many, is actually not that exciting because uh, the positions don't switch much on Sunday outside of crashes or anything, but we might have some uh, variables coming up this week, and then Julian will get into after we talk about Leclerc and his appearance in Buzz Lightyear. So just announced that within the last couple of days, uh, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz will both be uh, doing voice actor roles, I think, for Buzz Lightyear in the Italian version for Leclerc and the Spanish version for Sainz uh upcoming in the new disney pixar release and at the same time we just found it funny because uh we do think that this weekend is big for leclerc which julian will explain uh after we then talk about the other time that formula one drivers appeared in disney pixar movies this is in cars 2 and that is lewis hamilton playing a mclaren in the movie and that is in the english version but if you have or if you watch the german or spanish versions uh sebastian vettel also were in those movies i don't remember him in the english uh version and I looked online, and I don't think that he was played in the English version. So kind of weird, but uh, just funny to see Formula One drivers make appearances in Disney Pixar movies. I think really cool. I'm a huge Pixar fan myself, uh, so exciting to see nonetheless. Yeah. So uh, as Aaron mentioned before, this is this might be a very interesting weekend, not only because it's in Monaco, but here's a little forecast for the weather. Um, as Aaron mentioned, uh, there's not a lot of um, change in position on the grid after qualifying. But with the variable of rain, as you can see, there's going to be quite a bit of rain on Saturday for qualifying and on Sunday. So um, that's going to make the race even more interesting. And uh, quick look back on this the, the race this past weekend. Uh, Max Verstappen has now passed Charles Leclerc in the standings. Um, and at one point, Leclerc was ahead by, I believe, 40 points. So, yes, it, it, the, race, the season has just started. So everyone has to remember that there's still a lot of races left. Charles Leclerc is now second. So he's fighting for uh, to go over first happen in this race. And he had to retire last race because of a, a problem with his car. So um, that's a big factor as well. Heading over to his home race because uh, Charles Leclerc uh, grew up in Monaco. Um, but there's definitely... Uh, Talk of a curse around Leclerc, especially considering his um, recent uh, incident that we'll get into in a bit and his past races. So he's actually never gotten points at, at his home race. So um, let's see. We'll see if he can break it uh, this weekend. And uh, the most recent incident was uh, he was taking a lap in uh, the famous Nicky Lauda's, uh, one of his Ferrari cars, and he ended up running into the wall and damaging that, which will probably cost a few million dollars but um yeah so hopefully his luck changes but that that curse is definitely something that a lot of fans will keep in mind when they're watching 
And here we got uh, two sales. Uh, actually, both of uh, Leclerc's highest sales so far both happened in May. We had his uh, 101 Super Factor sell for uh, 264K. And then his uh, one of one dual patch auto out of uh, 2020 Dynasty sell for around 80K, which is um, just shows the hype around Leclerc. But um, we're, we got to see if he can put out some solid results after sl slowing down a bit after a great start to the season. I mean, those sales are just incredible. If you think about the Hamilton Superfractor one of one, it was a PSA seven that sold. Uh, both of these sold through Golden. The Hamilton sold for nine hundred thousand dollars, and then following up a couple weeks later, that Leclerc did sell for two sixty four, uh, which is a monster sale. I mean, that's over two hundred thousand dollars for a guy who hasn't won a world championship. Uh, while it is one of his best cards, or in maybe some people's minds, his best card, I think that this is probably you know not as good as the Superfractor Auto and. Maybe there's a one-of-one -one dynasty that isn't the dual patch. It's even better in some people's eyes. But it's a massive card nonetheless in the Papadasha, of course, from Sapphire. Uh, again, 264K and then 80,000 for the dynasty one-of-one. -one. Uh, Julian, would you rather have uh, three different one-of-one -one dynasties or the Superfractor? Yeah, I would probably go go with the dynasty. I think 264K, as you mentioned, for a guy who hasn't won a world, world, world championship, start off the season strong, I would definitely take three of those. I mean, the price difference is so big. Agreed there. Agreed there. What about Lando Norris this weekend? Yeah, I, I think he's one to watch for sure, especially considering um, when you factor in the weather, Lando Norris is definitely one of the top racers when it comes to wet conditions. Um, he has done fairly well in the two races he's uh, had at Monaco. Of course, in 2019, he uh, started 12th, finished 11th. I mean, that was his first first season in F1, so given it was a little harder for him. But then in uh, 2021, he uh, qualified fourth and uh, finished third, so qualifying is going to be huge. I think with the wet conditions, he's going to he's going to do well, and I think he's going to finish high because of that. Yeah, that'd be good to see, and maybe good to see for people who bought his 2020 Topps Chrome Sapphire Rookie PSA 10. Uh, six months ago, this card was around 450 dollars in price, and now it's dropped around 291. That's a 35 percent drop over the last six months. And uh, well, it's been a you know a good season for him so far in some sense. You know, he's got a podium. Uh, he's battling Tonsilius right now. I heard that Barcelona is just a nightmare for him, and even though he'd still finished in the points, uh, there's definitely something to be said for the population of these cards going up, as it is a sapphire base card, so it was susceptible to more getting graded and hitting the supply in the market. That does mean, though, you might have a buy opportunity if this thing flattens out, like it might be doing right now around $300. So watch it going forward. Uh, watch him this weekend to see how he does and see if there's a potential buy in Lando Norris. Other than that, this was our 5 at 5 for Formula 1. Enjoy Monaco this weekend. What is up, everybody? It's Zach from App Premier Soccer Investing here with the Slap Sox FC 5 at 5 take of the week. Let's get into it. So today I'm going to be talking about Brendan Aronson. So you can see from this tweet from uh, the man himself, Fabrizio Romano, that leads are about to sign Brendan Aronson. Medicals are happening the next few days. It'll be a 28 million euro move, around $30 million. And this is a guy that Leeds was after even before the before Jesse Marsh came in as a manager. And this was a target that Marcelo Bielsa wanted at the squad in January. So, you know, they've been after him for a while and he's one of America's top young talents. And his cards are, have reflected that stature within the American game. As we can see from what is generally his main rookie card, his 2020 tops Bowman MLS, the PSA 10 here, obviously not many of these have been graded two eights, 24 nines and 38 tens total 64 so this was a card that was a 230 dollar card at the start of the season and then right off the back of the end of that transfer speculation in january this card rose all the way to 400 dollars. and then since then the most recent sale has been 
at $220 again. So it's went back down to where it started at the beginning of the season. This is a card that's interesting. If you're buying Brendan Aronson, however, even with this impending move to the Premier League, he's not a player who, who has ridiculous amounts of end product in his game. He only had like four goals and four assists about in the Austrian Bundesliga season. What he is is a pressing monster, great counter presser. He's great in the link of play and moving the team forward and making runs in the attack to help the team. But the end product isn't there. So you're not if you're buying Brendan Aronson, you're not betting on him to have a 10-goal, 10 10-assist 10 type season in the Premier League. The reason why Brendan Aronson is values for his role in the U.S. men's national team, he's looking pretty like either be a nailed-on starter in the World Cup come November or one of the first names off the bench. And then, obviously, we you wouldn't need much from him in order to make his prices rise. And probably him just starting a game or two would cause his card prices rise in the World Cup. But should he get a goal against a team like England, get an assist, have a big performance, that's where we'll see the growth from him. So is it a risky – is it a somewhat risky play to – be putting your money on Brendan Aronson, yes, but he is a huge, huge talent. And Leeds is a, is a type of side where they'll sell you if your value grows. And he could end up working his way up the European ladder there and really cementing himself as one of the stars for the U.S. men's national team. And if he does so, his car prices will obviously rise. But even not, there's still room to grow in his car prices from where they're at right now, as shown by that $400 sale that happened in February this year. And then moving on to more U.S. men's national team news. Some interesting stuff for two of the U.S. men's national team's other biggest stars in Christian Pulisic and Weston McKinney. So Pulisic in the past week deleted all references from uh, of Chelsea out of his Instagram bio. And this is interesting because he's had them up there for a while. And he's been the subject of some transfer speculation. You know, he hasn't been getting regular starting time under Tyke, but when he has played, he's been very affected. He was very effective. He was Chelsea's best player against the top eight teams in the Premier League this season based on the combination of expected goals and assists per 90, leading the team at 0.83, with no one, I think, having more than 0.6 goals or assists per 90 against those teams besides him. So he's been effective for Chelsea. And then Weston McKenney, obviously Juventus, one of Juventus's best players before he got hurt. But Juventus does need money. There are a lot of rumors of Paul Pogba going to Juve, and if he does so, it seems likely that they're going to have to sell McKenny. And Tottenham is a team that's hard after him, with Antonio Conte rumored to be a big admirer of McKenny and uh, McKenny's former sporting, sporting director, Fabio Petrucci, being the man in charge of Tottenham now. So we could see moves for both of them this summer, which could have a knock-on effect on their card prices. And then lastly, the big event this weekend, this Saturday, the Champions League final in Paris, Liverpool versus Real Madrid a rematch of the 2018 final. And I think it's going to go a similar way for Real Madrid. I just, I don't know. They seem like a team of destiny this year. They have the history in the Champions League competition. Albeit so does Liverpool, but just the way Madrid have won their games this season, I, I expect a topsy-turvy game yet again, but I'm going to pick Madrid to win 3-2 behind a goal from Vinicius and two goals from Benzema to cement his Ballon d'Or caliber season. And Real Madrid will once again be champions of Europe. All right. For our football five at five, we are talking OTAs, organized team practice activities. And you'll hear about these all the time. 
during the summer, spring and summer, you get these first ones. You know, Aaron Rodgers is sitting out of OTAs. So-and-so is sitting out of OTAs, and they make a big scene about it. But it is really nice because you get the first taste of your rookie class. You know, Kenny Pickett throwing footballs for Pittsburgh, this and that. But there is one thing about OTAs that can be deceptive. And so this isn't necessarily, quote-unquote, card-related. But it is important to bring up nonetheless, and that is the hype machine. So you'll see here there's two tweets for Tua. Miami Dolphins football something 20 hours ago when I grabbed the screenshot earlier today. Tyreek Hill gushes over Tua Tagovailoa's passes from OTA session. And then Miami Football Talk Network, Tua, or it's actually Tua Tagovailoa, Tua Tungaviola, standout player, first week OTAs, close bound with team. You can see that there. Obviously, there is a ton of hype from Dolphins-associated Twitter accounts about how Tua is going to be the most amazing thing. And you got to remember, a lot of these OTAs are 7-on-7, not 11-on-11. Sometimes they are just no defense at all. Sometimes there's no pass rush. It's just quarterbacks still in the football. And if you are an NFL quarterback... If you have no defense or anything like that, yeah, you should be making every single throw. So I like Tua, but do not fall for some of these. And a second example here, Joe True at the Bean Apple on Twitter. Jets OTA highlight. Zach Wilson finds Corey Davis along the sideline. Get used to this on game day. Jets Nation, let's go. Now, this obviously isn't like uber exciting, but the end is what I'm getting at. Get used to this, specifically Corey Davis and Zach Wilson on the sideline. I didn't watch the video. I only want the tweet because this is important. When you have young quarterbacks like the Jets and the Dolphins do, or the Steelers with Kenny Pickett if they don't give Trubisky the job, or you know the Falcons with Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ryder, or any any team with young quarterbacks, even the Packers with Jordan Love, you know, try to hype him up to trade him. Who knows? Keep everything you see, tongue-in-cheek, grain of salt, whatever you want to say, make sure you are very, very thorough on what you are reading. Because if you're just finding random tweets and you see this random tweet, this is a Jets fan. He is going to be pumping up Zach Wilson. And for those teams that have high picks, specifically the Dolphins and the Jets, Jets number two pick, Dolphins number five pick for for Tua, I think. Um, Maybe it's number four. I can't remember now. But if you have these guys with high picks, these teams need these guys to pan out or else it's a really bad look for these teams. If they don't pan out, you're going to have to spend another high pick on another quarterback in the future. Terrible look for a franchise. And so these teams and their followers have every reason to hype up these guys to make them look better than they are. Do not fall into the hype train. Do not be looking at random tweets during OTAs and say, oh, Tua is hot. I have to buy him. Do all of your research that you need to do. Don't just fall prey to a couple of tweets. You do that, you'll be fine. You fall prey, you're going to inevitably invest, especially in young quarterbacks, in guys that should not have been invested in.